Requirements for politicians and political candidates to list an address on campaign material have come under scrutiny in recent days, with some saying the rule is unsafe and may pose a barrier to people wishing to run for office. Under the current rules, candidates must list an address on campaign material. It raises particular concerns about women in politics, harassment against whom has been in the media lately. Last month, two members of Young National resigned after they were found to have been anonymously harassing Christchurch politicians Sarah Templeton and Megan Woods. The call for the rules around addresses to change has been circulating on social media after Waitaki Deputy Mayor Melanie Tavendale spoke to News Talk ZB and called the rule an invasion of privacy. Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins has called for an end to the requirement, saying on Twitter that it isn't in the public interest, is a barrier to candidate standing and a genuine safety issue. Jessica Hammond of the Opportunities Party has also shared her concerns about the rules on Twitter, saying it in particular disadvantages women, small parties and independent candidates without offices. We are joined now by Jessica on the phone line. Kia ora, Jessica. Thanks for joining us. Kia ora. Nice to speak to you. Thank you. So how does this rule specifically disadvantage candidates from small parties and those independent candidates? Yeah, so in both the local government and the general uh, local government elections and general government elections, we're required to put an address on all of our uh, sort of promotional materials. We need to have a, have a, a statement and, it, you know, we, we, you can be charged $40,000 for, for not having this particular kind of statement, a promotion statement. And it needs to have your name and address uh, and for people who are in sort of big parties who have a lot of money and who have offices, they can just put their local office address and that's fine. But for those of us from smaller parties, people running for local government and independence, we don't tend to have those sorts of offices. So, uh, you know, you, you either have to put your personal address where you, you may live by yourself, with flatmates, with children, with parents, or um, in, in my case, although I have I stand in Ohariu in Wellington, the only office address option I had was an address in Dunedin. So for safety reasons, that's what I chose to use, um, which you know is, is great. I had that option for safety, but also meant I had people thinking that I was some carpetbagger, you know, <laughs> who wasn't even local, trying to trying to win an electorate that had um, that had that I had nothing to do with. Mm. Are there advantages to the requirement for politicians and candidates to have that publicly available address? You know, does it um, make the process of holding politicians to account easier? Look, I mean, you might be able to hold politicians to account, but I don't think in any appropriate ways. For instance, you know, turning up at someone's home, home address where they live with their families. So I think if we want to hold politicians to our account, there are much better ways to do that. I don't think it serves any purpose. I think it's very outdated it's it's outdated for so many reasons but you know there are better ways to contact someone if you want to you know even if you want to tell them that one of their signs has been damaged for instance no one's going to write you a letter and you certainly don't want people to be showing up at your house um unannounced or you know or you know if people have 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 gripes that could be pretty um concerning having them show up at your house Hmm. uh so you know and it also you know i think it reflects a time when people had more stable housing um you know i'd hate to think what happens if you're a renter and you get evicted partway through a uh, a campaign and have to change every every promoter statement you have mm. 
So in the discussion around this, we have seen, um, and you mentioned it on Twitter, there's a gendered element and harassment against women mm. politicians. It has been in the news lately. How does this specifically disadvantage um, women politicians? Yeah, well, we know uh, women are more likely to receive threats of violence, but also, you know, even even for those of us who don't receive threats of violence, there is a chilling effect. For instance, we have a... A volunteer at the Opportunities Party. She's absolutely fantastic, would be a brilliant candidate, but she has been stalked before and she has said explicitly she will not be a candidate because she doesn't want to have that sort of information out there. We also have, you know, um, here in Wellington, um, local councillor Rebecca Matthews has received um, a death threat which has made her have to change what kind of information is available about her movement. So it really it, it has this effect that we can't campaign as freely as as men might. Now, of course, men do receive threats as well. James Shaw was assaulted, um, but I think there's a slightly there's a slightly different um, element to it. It's it's, it's heightened, um, and there seems to be yeah, there's, there's just more uh, quantity of threats, but also a different quality of them. Sometimes a really quite nasty, misogynistic stuff happening. What does need to be done to make things safer for um, our women politicians in Aotearoa, do you think, perhaps ahead of local body elections this year? Yeah, well, I mean, we, it could change ahead of local body, body elections. We just need a bill under urgency. It would be really simple. So we'd really just need to remove that requirement to have a, have a physical address. It would be easier for everybody as well because if you want to, let, if you want to get in touch with someone, it's much easier to be able to call or, or email. So just taking away that requirement to have a physical address I mean, absolutely, the um, Electoral Commission can hold those addresses to make sure people are, uh, you know, are, are genuine. And we do need to know who is making it, um, advertisements. But that address requirement, I think, just, just needs to go. Mm. Well, kia ora, Jessica. Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you. That was Jessica Hammond of the Opportunities Party on concerns about the requirements for politicians to list an address for campaign material.